Hello, Empower Nation. Welcome to Empower Her Money podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan, speaker, author, coach, entrepreneur, and we talk all things business and money. And I am putting this out here because we're going to be posting this episode here really quickly, but I am soon to be an Amazon bestseller. So I'm working on it. (laughs) Hey, awesome. So today's show, I do want to introduce to you someone who wears many hats. So if you feel like you are just juggling many things, we're going to talk about life balance, having a business and working a charity at the same time. So my guest today is Lauren Marsicano, and she is an attorney and also runs a charity. So welcome to the show, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. I love your energy. So thanks for bringing the energy to the show today. (laughs) Yes, of course. That's what uh, like I love doing and that's what I love providing. I think that's what sets me apart from a lot of other different attorneys as well. So I always try to bring that energy. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. So let's start out with you. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how like as far back as you want to go and kind of how you got to wearing many hats as you do today. Yes. Well, I like to say uh, I wear many crowns (laughs) specifically, but yes, many hats, you know, I'm the lawyer that wears a crown uh, in, in not in court, but in life when I'm networking and when I'm out, I love making people feel like royalty and Queens and the differences between them are vast. People think, right. So the law firm I'm a business law attorney. I started my whole path working actually outside counsel for Fortune 100 companies, did that for several years, launched uh, my own law firm with my best friend from law school. We're fully female owned law firm. Yay! (laughs) Yes. And she does family law and I do business law. And a few years into that, um, well, actually, when we first started, people were saying, why are you leaving big law behind? Why are you leaving the paycheck? Why, you know, you've secured the bag. You made all your check boxes, right? I did my whole path. And my whole thing is the bag isn't secure if someone else is holding the bag. Ooh, I love that. Right? So like, if you're not holding your own bag, it is not secure. It might feel secure because you're, you're getting that paycheck monthly, but it can be taken away from you at any time. So mm-hmm. for me, I didn't, I didn't listen to the haters. I was like, listen, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out. I'm going to be my own boss. And with hard work and with my, my great business partner, Carolina, we ended up making six figures our first year, doubled it our next. And then we now help business owners build their own, I say queendoms, <laughs> but build their own queendoms, build and protect them uh, because it's your legacy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I started a whole platform called Networking Maverick, which is just about connections, building authentic connections. During the pandemic, all my networking events stopped and a circle of my girlfriends and I got together and I said, is it crazy? I, I want to launch a nonprofit. I want to give out grants for women because a lot of women at the time, it was the first female recession, right? Mm-hmm. They were being laid off or having to stay home and choosing their families. Mm-hmm. And they said, it's just crazy enough that it might work. <laughs> and I said, let's do it. So May, 2020, we launched, we did a month long virtual conference. We raised enough money um, to give out $6,000 in grants. And then now we throw business showers for women launching businesses and host events throughout the year to fundraise for that. Yeah. Really awesome too. So I love what you're doing. <laughs> yes. Yes. You do have a very signature style. So talk about that just for a minute, because now that I've seen you a couple of times, you know, I recognize your face too, but the first time I saw you, the, you know, the, 
the crown is what I noticed. So how did that get started? And, you know, talk about that a little bit. Definitely. Well, I think one of the big things when you have your own business is having your own personal brand. Mm-hmm. And my personal brand has definitely evolved, right? So for the first few years when you're working for, you know, quote unquote, big law or like outside general counsel for big companies, um, you don't really, you don't really want to stand out. You want to blend in. You want to wear the normal, the lawyer suit. Like if you've ever seen the shows, like something like that, that fits in with that aesthetic. When I launched my own law firm, I started trying to evolve and see where I really fit in with the nonprofit. We call everyone Queens building their queendoms. And for me, that branding is making you feel like royalty, right? And part of that Mm -hmm. is wearing a crown. So I have lots of different crowns that I wear. My favorite one is this red one that I've got uh, from Posh Palma Styles, which were also uh, one of our showerees for the nonprofit. So we love them and love supporting women-owned brands. But the crown is something that people remember. Sometimes people don't remember my face. Like you said, you might not recognize my face the first couple of times, but you remembered the crown and you were like, oh yeah, the lawyer with the crown. (laughs) Yeah. It's all part of the branding. Yeah, very good. So you learned to create a personal brand for yourself and now just is is who you are. So now when people see you, they're like, oh, crown, you know? So I I remember that too. Um, So when you were first launching your um, own attorney firm, you and your, your business partner, what were some things that maybe surprised you about having your own business or that you weren't prepared for that now you kind of had to learn through, you know, that, that growing aspect of having your own company? Definitely. Well, so when you're on the other side as a lawyer for the big companies, right, you're, you're used to seeing business as one thing, this huge conglomerate, because you're working for multi-billion dollar corporations, right? So you're seeing all the back end, the, the red tape, all of that stuff. When you launch your own small business, not like that at all, (laughs) right? You are everything. You are the CEO, you are the worker bee, you are accounting, you are everything. And unless you've saved up a lot, a lot of money. So we saved up enough for six months of runway, but we didn't save up at the beginning to delegate. And we did delegate to systems, but we didn't delegate to people the first six months. And mm-hmm. after the first six months, when we made, you know, our, all of our benchmarks and we were like, oh, okay, we can use this money now to invest more in delegation. That's when we brought on more people for our team. That's when we invested in more of the back end. Anything administrative that could be taken off my task needed to be taken off. <laughs> I needed that off my to-do list immediately because I needed to focus on networking, building relationships to bring in clients, and then also working in my business and being the CEO, kind of managing it overall. But all the admin things and lower level stuff, that's highly delegable. And I wish I had thought about that sooner because, you know, when you launch and you have a certain amount of money, you're like, oh, we got to make this last, right? We got to make this last. Um, but by the time we hit six months, we had made back all of our money plus more. And so we were like, oh, this is going to work and we should invest more money <laughs> in ourselves and our company. So I think that's definitely something people don't do early enough, but should do more. Yeah. Delegate, especially tasks that you don't like, you know, if if it's not your strength, find someone who loves it or does it better than you and pay them to do it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That's that whole, what is it? The Eisenhower square where it's like, if it's, if you don't like it and it doesn't make you money kind of thing, then delegate it. Like you don't like it. You're not good at it. Delegate it. (laughs) Yes. That's why I get food delivery. I don't like to cook. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is the, the, 
second other than my husband cooking so i delegated it to my husband technically <laughs> shout out to king supporting queens my husband sebastian alvarez you're Yay. the best <laughs> um, but i delegated it to him a bit but then we also have a food delivery service as well to take it off of both of us because he also has his own company making video games so Oh, awesome. So you touched on um, networking a little bit. I know this is something that you're pretty an expertise in as well. Um, in South Florida, we have tons of events. I mean, you could probably name like five events every single night, Monday through, you know, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're talking about networking, especially growing a new company, what were some of the things that you focused on in order to get, you know, that income stream coming in as a brand new business? Ooh, great question. So it's going to be different for every single business. So I actually have, I think it's still online, a freebie that's called like the Networking Maverick Pocket Guide that should be on my YouTube channel, Networking Maverick. But uh, essentially it has a video that goes through how you should choose networking events. I made the mistake early on in saying yes to everything. I was at five, six networking events a day, a day. I was at Monday Monday through Friday, even on weekends. Sometimes I was morning to night at events and then in between working, right? Like I was staying up, I was probably working, I don't know, 200, 300 hours a week at that point. Um, And what I wish I would have done was this. I sit down and I think where, like, who are my target audience? Who's my target audience? Who am I trying to target? Where is my target client, my target audience going? Where are they going? So for Mm -hmm. instance, I don't know, let's say um, you sell uh, something for entrepreneurs that are women entrepreneurs that are small businesses, let's say. And instead of me going to legal, legal events or coffees or anything related to, I don't know, product industries that are unrelated to anything specifically for women, if I notice all these women especially my target audience that are like, you know, let's say 25 to 55, they've been out a few years, things like that. They're going to these trade shows or they're going to these networking breakfasts or they're part of, you know, the Women's Chamber of Commerce or they're part of the Coral Gables Chamber or they're part of, you know, any of these different organizations um, that are around. That's where I want to be. So I want to go where my target client's target client is going. So where are they going to get business? I need to be there. And that's where a lot of my competitors weren't at the time mm-hmm. and still mm-hmm. aren't because they're going to where they think they're they they need to go instead of where their clients are going for their clients um i would also say as a woman networking if you're in miami specifically i don't know i can't speak to every every different locale um but there is an interesting thing for night networking events that have alcohol i don't recommend that for women when they're starting out in business or anything like that um unless you're going with a group of women that are like part of that organization. Like if you're new, you don't know anyone at that organization and you're, there's alcohol at night. A lot of times you're not going to necessarily make a lot of great um, clients because a lot of, (laughs) a lot of what I was getting was hitting on, you get hit on a lot, especially before I was married, you get hit on a lot. Um, Maybe they don't take you as serious, something like that. And there's alcohol, you know, things can happen. So I would say when you're first starting out your first year, maybe only go to night networking events that have alcohol that are mixed, like mixed gendered events, not just women um, sparingly. And only if it's like a gala event to support something, or, you know, people that are part of this organization, that would be a secondary tip. (laughs) So identify who your target market is and then find events to match 
what they would be going to. Cause I think a lot of times people go to networking events to, to hang out with their friends or to have fun or, mm. and you know, you're, you're three hours, four hours later. And you're thinking, well, I could have just sat at home and watched TV. You know, it's like, it, there was no purpose behind it other than to go have some fun. So not, yeah. not a networking event. If you want to go have fun, go have fun. But if you want to network and grow your business intentional. So love that. Love that. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about charity. So women for success. Um, how did you get started, um, with the charity? Well, so, uh, the pandemic really impacted everyone. So right before the pandemic for like the year leading up to the pandemic, I was hosting in-person networking events. I was going to a lot. I was helping host them and I was having, you know, 160, 200 people at events and it was a really great community and I loved it. And it was all about just empowering women and I wasn't making any money from it <laughs> at all, right? Everything was kind of at cost and people would donate um, and come speak, but it was more just about bringing women together in the community. And the pandemic happens, what, March 2020 is like Mar middle of March, late March 2020. Mm -hmm. All networking events stop. And uh, for about a, like a week or two and then a month when everyone started getting laid off or staying home, it really dawned on me that there wasn't this space as a, I would say, a nonprofit giving out grants just for newer businesses at the time that were launching, right? Because at the time you needed businesses that had been formed for five, 10 years to get grants. They wanted to see a track record. There was no one giving out small business grants to these new businesses. So mm -hmm. we wanted to do that. We wanted to go for women that had either just launched recently or launched because of the pandemic. And that's what we targeted. I got some great women together that were my, I call them the founding mothers of women <laughs> for success. Yes. Shout out to my founding mothers. And they saw my vision and supported my craziness and said, yes, let's do it. This is necessary. So we hosted the first that I know of the first big online nonprofit speaking event in South Florida that was fully online. It was a fully online women owned everything. We had several hundred people come on for mm. the event. It was people all around the world actually came on. We had people from Italy and Europe and, wow. and states. yeah, it was really, really great. And it was a month long virtual conference. We raised all this money. And then afterward, people were like, all right, what's the next thing, right? What's the next event? And so we started hosting online. Um, we formed as an official nonprofit, gave out the grants. And then once things were lifting up here in Miami, we started having more in-person things, which includes now the in-person female founders forum that we have coming up. Yes. All right. So you, you rolled into it. So tell us about the event. Now I can see the background behind um, some of what I'm watching you as you're promoting the event. You had kind of that skill set from a previous, you know, opportunity that you were working and now you're utilizing those skills in promoting this event. So talk more about the event coming up. Yes. Well, we're so number one, we're so excited to have you as one of our speakers. Oh, woo. Yay. <laughs> We're so excited to have you and be promoting you and shouting you out. Some of the the great things I think about the forum are it doesn't just benefit the people that are there. So the people that are show up, uh, you get the most benefit, right? Because you're in the room. Being in the room is so valuable for networking because there are a lot of online spaces and that's amazing. But if you look at some of the stats, people prefer online events for convenience, but they prefer building relationships and connections in person. Mm -hmm. So it's good to do online networking. You should do it. And we should all have some kind of aspect of that now, but in person being in the room, that's what it's all about. And so we're connecting funders and founders. We're bringing together women ventures, women led, um, 
for business, nonprofits, VCs, we got funders, we got so many people coming together, people like you that are just helping lift women up, right? Helping educate us to help us build our businesses and fund our futures. But even if you can't make it, Everyone that is a part of the conference will also get the recordings after of all the speakers, all the panels, all the virtual masterclasses. So they will be online. Um, but it's being in the room and feeling that energy. I mean, this is why I wear a crown. <laughs> you you want to come here. You want to be around it. We might have something for you at the event um, that you can get to. There might be some uh, crowns there. But uh, that's what it's all about for me is just bringing, creating these spaces, curating these events and bringing powerful women together. Yes. Can I have a pink crown now? My, my favorite color is pink. <laughs> oh, there might be something. Yeah, I will probably wear it. I love all your, your words too, like queendom and the crown and founding mothers. Like you just, it just has such a good heart feeling. And I do feel like, you know, that that's the big difference sometimes between men and women is we lead with our hearts. And so when you can meet and network with someone in person, you can tell a lot about them by their energy, the way that they're talking and smiling and eye contact versus, you know, the online environment that we had to live in for a little bit. So I'm very grateful that, you know, where we are back in person and we can network in person. Um, I've, I've cut back a lot on mine as well, just because I found that I was going for fun and not for networking. And then I stopped growing my company. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So being intentional with that. Yeah. I heard that um, I had to, you know, cut back and not, not go out as often and be just more intentional with my time. So if um, any of the audience does want to learn more about the event that's coming up in just a couple of short weeks, what's the website or how do they get tickets for that? Yes. Well, you can go to our main website, which is giveforsuccess.org. And under the events tab, you'll be able to see it there. You can also find it by searching on Eventbrite. You can just look up Female Founders Forum in partnership with Capital One. We're so excited that Capital One wanted to partner with us for this event. They love giving back to the community. They love being a part of it. We have another amazing crown sponsor, Irama, who is an estate attorney. So I love getting my attorney, my female attorneys involved. She's helping you protect that queendom because we all need to make sure we do that. And we're so excited to have her as our, our crown partner as well. Um, but you can also DM me on Instagram at Networking Maverick or uh, through our nonprofit Instagram, which is at women, the number four, at women for success nonprofit. Um, either of those ways, please slide into my DMs. You can also follow me on LinkedIn and message me on there. Any way that you want to connect, I will give it to you. And if you DM me and let me know that you heard me from this show, I'll give you a special discount code. Ooh, I love that. I always Ooh. love saving money, you know, teaching money, saving money, making yeah. money. It's Ooh, all, good all the money, all <laughs> the money. I have my fan here for the clack. <laughs> all right. So Lauren, um, I have a fun question for you. Yes. If you could pick a superpower, super talent, what would you choose and why? Ooh, it's so tough. It's so tough because let me just, let me just give you some context for this. I love, I love women. I love connecting women. Obviously the business showers grant program, the incubator program. I feel like that's kind of my superpower when we're able to give out these grants to, to women that have launched businesses and have them in a one-year incubator program. We just had another person get $15,000 grant in our program. We had a $50,000 grant 
come in. I feel like getting women money is a superpower that I have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would love that to be an official superpower. <laughs> um, you know, I think just being able to attract money for women to gain gender equity for women. I would love that to be a superpower if that, if that's possible, but if you want a more boring superpower, <laughs> If you want a more traditional superpower, I would say, um, I really, you know, I would love to fly because I'm very scared of heights and mm. I feel like if I could fly, I wouldn't be so scared of it. You know, huh. like, I feel like if I had that security that like, Hey, even if I'm falling, I, I'm going to fly. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to do that. And then that also, maybe I'm thinking psychologically, maybe that's also because I like helping women rise with me so I can take others mm -hmm. with me and fly. So maybe, maybe there's some, some of that in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Um, flying, no, no flying for me. I, I'm scared of heights too, but you're willing to like face your fear. You're like, let's do this and get over the fear. Yeah. Whereas I, I'll just stay on the ground and drive a car. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, but if I knew I could fly, it wouldn't be so scary. Like it's so scary looking down, but if you know, I can save myself. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I trust me. <laughs> Sounds good. Any other last words of wisdom you would like to share with our female audience, whether it's about the nonprofit or the business side of things, if you could leave one final word, what would it be? Oh, well, I will have, let me, let me have two tips. Let me have two. Number one, I do call businesses our babies, right? So that's why we have business showers because we already have bridal showers. We have baby showers, but we weren't giving business showers for women launching businesses. So mm -hmm. even though I do call our businesses, our babies, because we do have that connection with them, we should not be working for our businesses. Our businesses should be working for us. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure you're taking your profit first, right? That's a good book that I read when we first launched mm -hmm. and then having these separate accounts. I'm sure you teach all these women all mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. um, so having someone like you that can guide them, that's what you need to invest in. Like when you delegate, it's not just delegating some administrative tasks. It's also spending money to get people on your team, investing in yourself to get people like you on your team, because there's an old African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I say, if you want to go fast and far, invest in experts and surround yourself with amazing, amazing people and amazing experts, right? Uh, so I think, I, I think that's kind of the over, that was two tips in one, an overarching tip. Um, <laughs> but I would also say, don't give up. You remember the person that gave up? Neither does anybody else. And my mom, yeah. shout out Nancy Marzicano, used to always tell me that. So never give up, failure, <laughs> fail forward and keep going. Yeah, there's a book, Three Feet from Gold, that's very similar concept, because, you know, if you stop, you just don't know how far you could be from something right on the other side. So love that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Lauren, I appreciate your time sharing the nuggets with us. And obviously, I'm excited to speak and give back to the women. And who knows, maybe there's men coming to you, whoever, whoever comes. There to are. The there yeah. are. We invite kings, queens, non-binary royalty, all welcome. Yeah. Yeah. If you're coming to learn and invest in yourself, then I will share everything I possibly can. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. That wraps up another episode of Empower Her Money. I'm your host, Angela Duncan. Make sure if you loved what you heard today, you write down those action items, you take action, and then you share the podcast with someone else because you are one connection away from making massive success, but make sure you're sharing the knowledge too. So thanks again, Lauren, for your time today. Thank you so much, Angela. Whoop, whoop.